Hey ladies, are you a conservative woman just trying to find a podcast that isn't speaking propaganda right now? I get it. I'm with you. I'm here for you. We all need some encouragement and godly wisdom to remind us we are on the right track to remind us of our identity as God's daughter. That's where I'm here to help you grow spiritually so that no matter what life or the world throws at you these days, you cannot be shaken. It's here you're going to hear stories of women who have become victors where they were once victims. You're going to hear God's word to help you stand strong and push back the darkness. You're going to hear wisdom that is not of this world to keep you focused on Jesus. I don't know where you're at today, but I do know God is meeting you right there. He wants to bring you closer to him. Throughout this podcast, you're going to hear bits and pieces of the pit, the trials, the difficult seasons the Lord has brought me through. So you know, you're not alone. We're going to walk together and grow in our relationship with Jesus because really that's what it's all about anyway. So join me as we seek truth, share overcomer stories, and just learn what it is to lean into the Lord. God is good. He has a good plan for our lives and we can trust him. My name is Meredith. Welcome to Guiding God's Daughters. Let's get real and go deep. Hey everybody, my name is Meredith, your host of Guiding God's Daughters, Get Real and Go Deep. And this week, it's Lent. Uh, Lent starts um, on Wednesday with Ash Wednesday, and I, it's funny, I usually always started off with kind of a reflection, and there kind of is one at the end of this, but I really want to take this time to point out what is happening in our nation, because if you're missing it, this is your opportunity to go deeper with God. Because guess what? Revival is happening. And if you don't know what that is, go look it up. But the Holy Spirit is moving like nobody's business. And I think the news just started to cover some of it today. And it's been happening for, I think, seven days at a place called Asbury University. Um, and it's on a college campus. And, um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about how the movement of God is going to come from young people, which I think is so awesome. Um, because I see that young people are the most attacked by the enemy. There's so many things trying to steal their identity that is just so wonderful that the Lord is entering into it for so many of them. Um, and here's what's really interesting. Before I even, you know, I woke up this morning, I'm laying in bed, I'm watching a TikTok from Asbury and just moved by the spirit and the wind is moving outside my house. I mean, I said to my husband last night, I'm like, I think our house is going to lift up off the ground. That's how fierce the wind was. And um, you know, I heard someone say last week, you know, watch the weather, you know, the wind, the, you know, the Holy Spirit is moving and I could feel it so deep in my spirit this morning. It was powerful. It was almost electric. It was like, Ooh, God is moving. And that's what we were talking about at our church. God is moving. He's up to something. It's awesome. And it's also terrifying in a beautiful way. So I just want to talk. This is to encourage those of you who are sensing this, but also to meet those of you who don't really know what it is, but want to grow spiritually um, to help you make sense of it. 
And here's what's so fascinating is um, I want to go deep on spiritual growth today. And there is this study by Barna Research, which is something I've read many of their books talking about the next generation and beliefs and um, faith and church and all these things. They're just fascinating researchers. Um, but they just released on January, mm, I think 18th it was, a study called The Rising Spiritual Openness in America. Mind you, I had to dig for this. I saw one Christian leader post about it on his Instagram about two weeks ago, and thank God I tagged it because I knew I was going to go back to it, and I had to dig for the research because it's not what the world wants you to see. Oh, no, 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 no. I was listening to someone the other day that said, the World Economic Forum is most threatened by the Spirit of God. They're not threatened by you know, the wickedness in the world and the evil. No, they're threatened by the move of the spirit of God. So, of course, the controlled mainstream media is going to hide it. So, it has to be shared, though, because this is the evidence of the light in the darkness. The enemy can try to blot out all the light with darkness or avoid sharing the news, but his light, if you see it, is shining bright. So the study said there is a huge chunk of our population, 74%. That's three out of four people who want to grow spiritually. Now, this research company did another study in 2020 where they found that practicing Christians, this was in 2020, are now a much smaller segment of the entire population. And then in 2000, they did one. 45% of all those sampled qualified as practicing Christians. That share had consistently declined over the last 19 years to show just one in four Americans, that's 25%, were practicing Christians. So it nearly dropped half since from 2000 to 2020. Now you look at 2023, where 74% of the population, that's three out of four Americans, want to grow spiritually. And their study was conducted in October of 2022 based on 2,000 Americans. So three out of four of 2,000. That's pretty staggering. I know this wasn't a bunch of um, Christian, um, you know, followers. Um, yes, there were some mixed in, but you have to go study it because it's a lot more general of a, of a, of a group than you think. So what do you think that is? So they point to the epidemic, inflation, political unrest, and racial upheaval, racial upheaval that are some of the things that are making people want to seek spiritual growth. Because you know why? People can't make sense of this stuff because regular wisdom, worldly wisdom, intellectual capabilities cannot come close to the spirit of God and the wisdom of God. The, the light in the darkness is real and it cannot be denied. Let me just give you a couple more examples before I dive in with some scripture and stuff. You know, the news, the Super Bowl was, you know, you're going to be listening to this. It was a week ago. And, you know, the news kept trying to say, oh, there's two African-American quarterbacks. But then you saw kind of um, in between that these guys were both Christians. But they don't want to promote that. So I promoted it and so did other people, which I was really happy about. Then you look at the... Um, how these two guys were used as a witness to Christ in this game. You look at the quarterback from the Chiefs. The guy re-injured his ankle, 
screaming in pain. Yes, he probably got some steroid shot at halftime. But here he is running down the field, helping his team win the Super Bowl. It is proof that, you know, with God, you can really do anything. Um, even in your weakness, he can be your strength. And then you've got this other guy, again, weakness and strength. Although this guy, Jalen Hurts, I love him. Not just because I'm an Eagles fan, but his witness is so cool. His composure, his peace. I mean, it is not something you can get from anything in this world. There's one thing that shows that, his, that every play that didn't go his way, the end of the game, his peace can only be the light of Christ. So you see these two guys and just showing up and giving God glory. And then you think about DeMar Hamlin. Now, of course, the news is talking about, you know, oh, I don't know, whatever, all the things, the heart attack, what happened, blah, blah, blah. But there was a Twitter, a tweet that he posted that said something, said something about how he wished he was playing with his teammates, but God was using him in a different way that day. Now, that's the light. Then you look at the darkness. Look about Rihanna at the halftime show. Now, I kind of appreciated that her performance was just simpler. It was more about her music than anything else. But as you get further into it, um, and she is pregnant on stage, grabbing her crotch, and doing all sorts of sexual innuendos. Now, you can enjoy her performance because of her music. But no matter how she, how high she went on that platform, it doesn't compare to the light of Christ in those quarterbacks. It's about how they responded under pressure. Yes, she's pregnant. She's doing all those things. Uh, as a working mom, way cool, yes. But, you know, um, how would she have responded if she tripped on the, you know, she probably would have shown that she was fine, but you don't know how she would have acted behind closed doors. This is what Jalen Hurts said after the game. We came up short. I think the beautiful part it, part about it is everyone experiences different pains. Everyone experiences different agonies of life. But you decide if you want to learn from it. You decide if you want that to be a teachable moment. I know I do. Reminds me of the scripture we're studying at church this week. James 1, 2 through 3. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, who whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So you've got the light in these individuals, and then you've got the darkness in whatever the deeper meaning was behind Rihanna's stuff. You already know. The Grammys, Sam Smith, there's a whole bunch of demonic stuff coming out of the, the music industry. But... Think about the exposure. She may, I saw something that she didn't have to get, she didn't get paid for the halftime show. Well, she kind of did because think about the exposure. Apparently they paid 10, 10 million, around 10 million for the production of it. But think about how much revenue she got from that exposure. Yes, also think about what kind of money the quarterbacks make. But they aren't doing it for exposure. At least those guys aren't. They're doing it because they're using the gift God gave them and doing it for his glory. She was out there pregnant, but she was also prepared to win. She's a popular musician or singer. Um, she wasn't playing a game. Um, you know, there's just, you got to see the difference. But here's where it gets hairy. 
You've got these two quarterbacks and Rihanna. When you've got a population that is seeking to grow spiritually, they can choose two things. Be open to the spiritual dark forces of the world or be open to Christ. Colossians 2.8 says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. The spiritual darkness and spiritual forces are no joke dark. All you got to do is turn on Prime Video or Netflix and see the, the show they're, pro, they're promoing is always something demonic to me. Um, Ephesians 6.12 reminds us, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So you've got to be careful if you are wanting to grow spiritually with the Lord, seek Jesus. Be careful about being deceived in these last days. Now, there's one other thing I want to talk about around this. And after doing some research um, on this He Gets Us campaign, apparently part of the funding for this He Gets Us campaign that was during the Super Bowl and it was pointing people to Jesus, He Gets Us, is going to go to some of this Barner research um, seeking these people who are want to grow spiritually, which to me, yeah, I didn't love the ads, but um, I, I like what they're trying to do. They're trying to reach, it's the church trying to reach people who want to grow spiritually. And to me, that's the Holy Spirit, you know, to me, growing spiritually, the spirit of God versus the spirit of darkness. You got to be open, you know, to me, um, Everyone in this nation has been affected by the pandemic, the violence, the interest rates, the unrest. And if people are seeking a higher power, why not? And one of the interesting things, I'm not saying, you know, I, I, I let me say, God is my higher power. You know, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. But I, I'm going to share with you in a minute why I had to find that he was my higher power first. So they had this sentence in their data. Our data show the church has real work to do to bridge the trust gap for people who are spiritual, but not religious. I see that and I'm like, whoa, that was me. And it's what I see in the next generation when I have conversations with people, women that I mentor and, um, you know, coach. I was, I grew up religious, but, I, but you know, I didn't, you know, I'm, I, I, I follow Christ now, but I didn't start out that way. So if they're saying the majority of people want to grow spiritually and churches need to bridge the gap. For people who are spiritual, not religious, it would make sense that they would reach these people on a grander stage. The guy that started the campaign spokesman, Jason Vanderground, said it fits with our target audience really well. We're trying to get the message across to people who are spiritually open, but skeptical, skeptical. And of course, this, this is a USA Today article and they start highlighting, you know, some negative Pew Research study about how the church is dropping, but honestly, I trust Barna more than I trust Pew on this topic. So what is my point? My point is, this is where I was. I was spiritual. I, 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 when I got in recovery, I was spiritual, not religious. In fact, when someone asked me today, someone asked me the other day, oh, so you, you're religious, you do religious stuff. I'm like, um, you could categorize that, but I don't think that's it because it isn't religion that saved me. It was Jesus. Today, I have a relationship with him that no religion could ever come close to. Yes, I go to church. I practice my faith. But for me, as someone who grew up Catholic, that's a religion. Religion to me is like a box that my faith couldn't fit into. By the grace of God, I was blessed to have a mom who prayed for me, took me to church every Sunday, 
even though I didn't feel connected to God. She planted a seed. So when I cried out to God and met Jesus, it was familiar, but completely different than what I grew up with. Then it was the 12 steps of recovery and being introduced to a higher power and coming to believe in the God of my understanding that I was able to shift my view of who God was and all that, you know, or if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be sharing Jesus today. I had to take him out of the box of religion. That's not for everyone. But I know that those who want, who are more spiritual rather than religious, that's what they're seeking. And it's funny because their study, the Barna study said, um, the same proportion, 77% said they believe in a higher power and nearly half, 44%, they are more open to God today than before the pandemic. So people can say what they want or spin it how they want, but I believe this is a move of God. I believe this is the power of the Holy Spirit working in the lives of believers in our nation today. The next move of God isn't going to be a religion. It's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which is what I mentioned at the beginning that's happening in Asbury and other places. So, and let me just say, I'm well aware that some people don't see it and frankly have no desire to, but that doesn't surprise us. 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 6 tells us, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. We already know people don't want to see it, but this news about the people who want to grow spiritually, if you are a believer, is very encouraging. That tells me there are many people who are open to a move of the Spirit of God in their life. That includes you. Just like Jalen Hurt said, you have to decide what you want to do with the adversity in your life. You have to decide if you want to follow all of these Weird spirits going on in the world that are really evident or the spirit of God. I'm going to tell you right now, there is nothing in this world that is going to get you through the trials of your life or help you face the wicked or wickedness around you or help you deal with your fear of UFOs. Only Jesus. I've been through a lot and it's only the Lord who's brought me through. Heed my advice. If you don't have him, you need to know him. You need to know Christ and This is a great time. Lent's starting. What a great time to go deeper with the Lord. Me sharing this article is you and and this research is your opportunity to know you are not alone in your desire to seek spiritual growth with the Lord. The question is how you respond to that spiritual hunger in your soul. Will you turn it to those things of the world or turn to the Lord? Yes, I'm repeating myself, but I'm just telling you, decide. So, think to yourself, if you have a minute, at this beginning of Lent, minute, few minutes, sit down with the Lord. Do I want to pursue the Lord or do I want to pursue the world?
Do yourself a favor to don't just make Lent about giving something up, i.e. behavior modification. Make it about giving that thing up or fasting on one of those things you use regularly in order to create the space to tune out of that and into God's voice. Let it be a time of reflection, not just restriction. Yes, I said it. I say it often, but my favorite quote from Christine King, Christianity is not about behavior transformation, behavior modification, but spiritual transformation. One of the statements in that Barna study was this, though religious affiliation and church attendance continues to decline, spiritual openness and curiosity are on the rise across every generation. In fact, we see an unprecedented desire to grow spiritually, a belief in a spiritual supernatural dimension and a belief in God or a higher power. If you are one of those people who has a desire to grow spiritually, now is the time. I'm just going to close with a scripture we've been talking about at our church, and I'm going to pray it over you. Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Heavenly Father, I, I love what you're doing. I just pray that whoever is listening to this or whoever needs to get this, that they get it. And if there is a move of God that needs to happen within their spirit, then they need to repent and just let you move in their being for them to be part of this revival in our nation. Lord, let it happen. Let people choose. Lord, I, ju I just pray that people get out of their own way and seek your will, seek your spirit. Seek to grow in you during this season leading up to Easter. Help them to understand why you came. Help them to understand what Easter is all about. What what Good Friday, what Easter Sunday. People need to know what this is about, Lord. I just pray that you continue to... It, it, it's hard to even pray for this, Lord, but I just pray that your will be done, that your spirit continues to just flow in our nation. And I just can't even imagine the move that you are going to continue to do in these times, Lord. And I just pray that we all choose to be a part of it. I'm so grateful for you, Lord. And just, I'm blown away by um, your timing and your spirit and uh, your love, Lord. I pray that um, all who listen to this receive the word that they need to hear from you, Lord, and um, they're reminded of your love for them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, have a great week. Thanks for tuning in today. If you love this podcast, make sure you leave a review on Spotify, share it with your friends, visit my website, or follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Get Real with Meredith. See you next time on Guiding God's Daughters.